Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is currently 132 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options. For a menu to list their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Our Oilers Now trivia question for Greta Global Street Food, Greta Bar, Eat, Drink, and Play was, who holds the Oilers' single-season record for most penalty minutes in a season? And we have a winner, and here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, Tony L. here in Edmonton knew that it was uh, Steve Smith. Had a lot of guesses for you know Kelly Buckberger and, uh, and Dave Semenko, but Steve Smith. I don't think Dave Semenko would rack up those sort of penalty minutes because a lot of guys weren't really that interested. Dave was a little bit scary once in a while. Uh, Steve Smith, now, Steve also played in the late 1980s. There were a lot of penalty minutes, sort of 86 to 92. A lot of goals, a lot of penalty minutes during that time. Some rules changed. But in that 87-88 season, uh, Smith ended up having 286. I think there was another guy on the team. It was McClellan had 281 penalty minutes that year. Oh, man, those were the days. I know, we have Texas. Oh, you guys talk too much about the glory days of the Edmonton Oilers. Well, the last time I checked, the team's played four games since March the 11th. Maybe it's a little bit understandable that we take a trip down memory lane once in a while. As uh, we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by uh, for legacy heating and cooling uh, get no payments and no interest for one year on new furnace purchases we're joined by John Shannon who is undoubtedly uh, sad to hear the news about the passing of Don Wells who played Marion on Gilligan's Island back in the day uh, John how you doing I'm doing well. I mean, I was, you know, I was one of those guys that I probably liked uh, Marianne more than I liked uh, uh, Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think you were the only one. Uh, that was, I mean, that show had, for our younger listeners, like, that show had a massive following back in the day, didn't it? Well, yeah, oh, you did. I mean, tell, but tell her. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, we're we're not going to talk about the old days in hockey, but uh, television in those days were were so vastly different. When you think of when 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 that, those shows were on the air, Bob, uh, cable television was five channels in Edmonton, and that would have been um, maybe six, but uh, that would have been the uh, uh, CBC, CFRN. Uh, the three uh, major networks, because Fox wasn't invented yet, uh, and PBS. That was it. And this was before. That was before ITV even was on the air, which is now global. Um, you know, so cable TV was five channels. And when you think now we live in a 500-channel universe, and then add Netflix and Amazon Prime and the Zone and everything else, I mean, sure you're going to have more, big numbers and big ratings for television shows. Yeah, I was. Uh, I lived on the acreage. We didn't have those cables. Like for me, it was a thrill. I, I, it's going to sound bad because I, I care about the CFL, but it was when the CFL season was over. That's when I started to get to watch NFL games on our acreage because they were not on because we didn't have cable out there. Right. And you mentioned you mentioned ITV. I think what seventy four that Doctor Allard. Go- uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say seventy six, but you may be right. I wasn't there, so. Yeah, uh, people can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six. And it's a little bit of an age thing, and we, you know, we try to stay hip and current. We'll get on some current news, including some stuff that you tweeted out momentarily. But just as an aside, did you have a favorite show from the late '60s or the early? I, I like Get Smart. Uh, as a kid, that that was, was a, that that show. I was a fan of that show. Uh, what was the one with the witches in it? That my my daughter loved that show. Bewitched. Bewitch. She yeah. loved, she watched every single rerun, sure. uh, and apparently there's like a whole bizarre sort of, uh, you know, the curse of the show of Bewitched as well. But I'd like to know what people watched back in the day. Uh, Fantasy Island, Duke's Hazard, oh, whatever I, it was. That later. 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 So I mean, give us a range, 65 to 1980-ish, in that range, some shows that you were a fan of. And, John, I'm going to hit you first. Which couple shows were you a big fan of growing up? But you, you never missed Hogan's Heroes. Never missed Hogan's Heroes, which is so politically incorrect today, in uh, in, in 2020. But in in the in the, 19, in the 1960s, Hogan's Heroes was massive, massive show with it, which was a, a half hour sitcom based in a German uh, prisoner of war camp. Uh, and basically run by a, a buffoon of a, a colonel, Colonel Clink. Uh, so, but the Hogan's Heroes was at the top of the list. And then when I got into, I got into my teen years. I mean, it was tough to after American Graffiti. It was tough to beat Happy Days in the seventies as well. Yeah, there's guys that learn the English language. Uh, I know Jacques Lemaire watched Happy Days reruns to learn uh, English. Oh, all in the family. Talking about being politically incorrect. Oh. Yeah, well, that was, again, Norman Lear was a genius. So Norman Lear was an absolute genius so uh, when we'll, it came to television. So we have this trans. so we'll transition this into hockey because you referenced this a couple days ago on Twitter and people were telling stories. Uh, there was a movement, obviously, from radio broadcasts to TV broadcasts, and some guys were a little bit old school, and, and you sort of grew up in that environment. One of the guys that had a bit of a challenge with it at times uh, in terms of headset deployment and that sort of thing was Danny Gallivan. 
Absolutely. Danny worked in, a, and I, I was lucky enough uh, to uh, to work with Danny numerous times in Montreal uh, and throughout the playoffs until his retirement in 19, gosh, what, when, 83, 84. Um, so, and, and, and Danny lived with a hand mic and carried a hand mic, not the headsets that we see on television all the time now. Uh, so when my old boss forced him to use a headset, they gave him a security blanket of a hand mic without a cable attached to it so that it was just basically he was holding something like he was normally doing but used a headset. Um, and so and, and Chris Cuthbert uh, properly tells the story on Twitter yesterday as well, and I've seen it, I heard it, I was part of it many times, is that Danny would you know have to sneeze or cough, and, and just out of habit he would move the hand mic away from his mouth and just normally cough right into the right into the headset mic. So that was uh, uh, that was uh, that was something that happened constantly for guys like Danny Gallivan to the point where when in 1987 eight, and 88 uh, when uh, I, I worked for Global Television and we had a whole series of playoff games, uh, we used Dan Kelly as our play-by-play guy, and he preferred to use the hand mic, and I just we let him use the hand mic as opposed to a headset because he was more comfortable and made it more fun for him. So in the end, that's what was probably the best thing for, for all those guys involved. We're joined right now by our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, you would not believe the response to this question. Uh, you know, what did you watch as a kid? This text comes in saying, five channels, spoiled brat I was. We had CTV, CBC, and ITV, and French CBC, if you wanted to watch the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, yep. Dukes, uh, the texter goes on to say, Dukes of Hazard was tr- uh, driver training. It's how I learned to drive in the back roads, laugh out loud. Uh, I, I'll be honest, the, the first vehicle I got to drive was uh, the tractor out on our acreage, uh, out near me too. Bale. Me too. That's, that's the first vehicle. And I, I admit, I once drove it into the garage. Uh, my dad was not very happy about that. Uh, and I tended to try to want to drive like Bo and Luke Duke, too. So it kind of came with the territory. And I did watch the Montreal Canadiens on uh, CBC French as well, because the Leafs were often on Hockey Night, in spite of the fact that the Canadians were the dominant team in the NHL. Late well, it's, it's funny, uh, you know, in those days, uh, in the 60s and 70s, um, outside of southern Ontario and the province of Quebec, where in Quebec you'd get Montreal every Saturday, and in southern Ontario you'd get the Leafs every Saturday, the rest of the country, we alternated. So that every second Saturday, uh, even even though... It may have been a better game uh, in Montreal. Uh, you were contractually obligated to watch the Maple Leafs because you had no choice. So the only way you were able to watch, and that was the magic of of Radio Canada in the West, is that you still got to watch La Soirée de Hockey in those days with the great René LeCavalier uh, and Claude Kenville after him. So the, the, you're right. That was the one way to watch Montreal, particularly when Scotty had the team and going so well and winning four consecutive Stanley Cups. Yeah, they had style and panache. Ontario oil guy has texted the show to say, Bob, what about Hawaii 5 oh, like, yeah, yeah, You no, know what? Right. For yeah. every guy out there that liked Marianne, uh, there were a lot of women that liked Jack Lord back in the day. <laughs> the, other, the other show, if we're going to go down this rabbit hole, the other show I really liked was uh, Iron 
homicide. Um, oh yeah. Which yeah. which was a uh, he he was he was a policeman or the police commissioner for, the, for San Francisco Raymond Burr, uh, who was Perry Mason in my in my younger younger days. But he Raymond Burr was in a wheel played a uh, a policeman in a wheelchair and solved crimes in San Francisco. So. A lot of James Garner fans pumping up uh, Rockford Files as well. Rockford Files, yeah. Yeah. How about Mannix? Remember Mannix? Yeah, uh, this text comes in. Oh, he's right up my alley. Bob, I'm betting you were the kind of guy that watched. He shoots, he scores late night on Saturday on CBC. Lance Compt, believe Lance it or not, sure. it was well, it was that was, was the first time hockey and nudity came together. I think wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was actually a course at the University of Alberta in the nineteen the late nineteen eighties. Uh, I may, I I may have known a guy that uh, took that class uh, back in the day. <laughs> Film studies, film studies, John. Film studies. It, it oh, wasn't all. Yeah. It wasn't all. Sergei Eisenstein uh, and Battleship Potomkin. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, to paraphrase John Garrett, who I have always thought is a very underrated color guy. I, I've always. I, I don't know if I got a sense of humor, but I always liked John Garrett. So and that used to be one of his lines, but he knew what you were saying. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, you put out, what's going on with the American Hockey League? Now, we just had Elliot on. He had a little bit on it, but you've tweeted something out. The league yeah. has put something out as well. What's happening with the AHL? Well, they, they are pointing towards a February 5th uh, start date for their season, uh, but obviously they have the same issues that uh, the NHL has about border crossings, and so it looks like there'd be a, a very small Canadian division, and one of the teams I talked to confirmed that there'll be a small Canadian division uh, with the Jets farm team, the Moose, the Marlies for the Maple Leafs, Laval for Canadians, uh, and the Senators in Belleville. So the four Canadian teams that are Canadian-based would have their own division within the American League. At this stage, John, and we have not had you on since the news broke over sort of box uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day, is there any concern that the, 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 the season will get delayed or anything like that from the provincial governing bodies? I don't think so. I mean, I think that people are are working full steam ahead uh, based on the 13th. They're working, I mean, obviously the Players Association and the NHL have worked closely with uh, all the public health officials in the five provinces. So I, I don't see any, any change unless there's a change in the actual pandemic, unless there's a change again in the lockdowns. And we all know that that's possible based on what's happened. Uh, you know, I, I think that they're, Bob, I'll be honest, and this is this is anecdotal for me. Uh, I think there there might be more issues uh, in some of the U.S. states uh, than there is in Canada. When you think of what's going on on right now in California, uh, with three teams, you know, three teams based out of there, one's already moved. Uh, you have to wonder what the Kings and the Ducks are going to do. Uh, in New York State is still a concern. Buffalo, the Islanders, and the Rangers. I think there's probably and and the frustration I think for a lot of people in the U.S. is is that we're you know we're talking about more harsh lockdowns in California, uh, and then we're talking about 5,000 people watching games in Arizona, in Dallas, in Tampa, and in Sunrise, Florida. So it's uh, there's some real frustrations I think, but at the same time I I don't see anything is different than in Canada that Bill Daly released uh, just before Christmas saying that they're confident that they are uh, doing what the public health authorities want them to do uh, and that we will have hockey in the uh, in the seven arenas in the in Canada.
Canada for the Canadian division. Well, and again, it needs to be stated, and everybody needs to realize this, that the players are getting tested on a daily basis. There's different actual coding that's going to take place for the players and the, and, and the training staff and then the managers and then... Uh, as an example of media, which would be guys like Jack and me who are not traveling this year, uh, but we would be coded differently for practice and that sort of thing in different seating locations. So this this all takes place during a time, John, just, just so you're aware, on the 15th of December, Edmonton had 9,946 uh, active cases. Uh, Edmonton, you know, we're on the 29th now, the 30th, uh, as of yesterday, down to 6,700 cases, active cases. Now, that said, it's mitigated against the fact that there were 419 people in hospitals at Edmonton uh, back in the 15th, and right now we're at 499 due to COVID. So, wow. uh, and that kind of that kind of put that kind of puts things a bit perspective. And we've hovered in the 80s in terms of people in ICU, and obviously December has been the worst uh, month for uh, deaths due to COVID as well. So there is some good news, but we're still dealing with challenges even in our own city on a day-to-day basis. Well, and and unlike the Americans who are, have faced a, a problem based on thanks. Thanksgiving at the end of November, uh, our issues will occur in the next 14 to 21 days uh, when it comes to how families and people manage their Christmases. Uh, so uh, all along, the, the, the CDC and Dr. Fauci and, and everybody involved on that side have, has warned that the, the, the top of the, of the peak for the pandemic uh, is going to be the 15th of January. Uh, and, and that's, uh, you know, smack right in the middle of that first week that we're supposed to be playing hockey uh, in the NHL. So you know darn well the league is monitoring, the teams are monitoring it and trying to be respectful of what's going on. John, 39 years ago today, Wayne Gretzky scored five goals, uh, 50 and 39 against the Philadelphia Flyers. Is that one of the 61 records that Gretzky either holds or shares that will never be beaten? Oh, I, I, I would be shocked. 50 goals in 39 games, Bob. 39 games. We've had seasons, John, where there has not been players with 50 points in the first 40 games of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, and when you think about those years, you know that uh, when the Rocket Richard Trophy, and, the, and it's it's interesting, the the, the goal scoring trophy is named after Rocket Richard, who did the first fifty and fifty, um, and that was the measure. That was always the measure. It was it was like batting four hundred. Uh, it was the fifty and fifty record that was always something that was supposed to be basically a goal a game. And so what Wayne did when he fractured it uh, thirty nine years ago, that was uh, I was talking to somebody this morning. That, you know Tim Dancy, the late Tim Dancy. He did the call that night. Don Cherry was our color man uh, in the booth that night at uh, at the Coliseum. Uh, and one of the one of the great trivia's of all time is, and I think I've told this on the show before, so I apologize, is that um, the fifth goal into the empty net, and the place went ballistic. I think the ovation was 12 minutes long, and the team you know jumped over the boards and into the corner, in the, the near left corner at the Coliseum. Uh, and there is no replay. No replay of the, other than the game angle of the fifth goal. We we all got caught up in it so much that we did not replay the empty net goal at all on the broadcast. Crazy now, stuff. in the post-game interview that we did with Wayne, we did show the empty net goal from the end zone, but I believe that's the only other angle that has ever been seen, and I have not seen that interview in ages, and when I say ages, I would tell you at least 15 years. <laughs> so 
So if I was the executive producer, I'd be mad at the producer. So I'd be mad at myself. So. I'm mad at myself every day on this show. It happens. <laughs> John, we'll have you on Monday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, happy New Year, okay? Yeah, listen, Happy New Year. Let's get 2020 over with and let's get 2021 started with a bang. All right, there you go. That is John Shannon, uh, who is our NHL insider, and he joins us Monday and on Wednesday, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get no payments, no interest for one year on a new uh, furnace purchases. To our Ashley Fine Floors text line, we got a lot. Bob, shows I watched in the uh, 70s and the 80s, I watched the Cotton Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the Sugar Bowl. Talk football, man. That one comes to us from Cactus Jack and says, who do you got? Bama is 19.5 point favorites on Friday over uh, Notre Dame. You know what? Because Bama had a close one against Florida, I think I, I think Bama's actually, I know it's three touchdowns, like it's 19.5 points. I think they cover, and I think for sure, Clemson covers a seven and a half point uh, favorite that they are against Ohio State. All right, we got a rack of texts. Here we go, Bob. What about uh, Night Court? There we go. As well as Cannon and Beretta back in the day. Bob, Popcorn Playhouse and Romper Room, the first shows I used to watch as a kid. Oh, you're going old school. There's a lot of Edmontonians out there that uh, did Popcorn Playhouse. Uh, Bob, Benny Hill, Barney Miller, and Sanford and Son. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Benny Hill and Sanford and Son, those two shows were about as politically as incorrect as you could have on TV. Benny Hill, apparently he he was like a miser. He never spent a lot of money. Uh, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Quincy, Colombo, Rockford Files, SWAT, Starsky and Hutch, and McLeod. Ah, I've seen a few McLeods come in. I, um, who's, who used to be on McLeod? Was now was he like uh did he he have like a mustache and he was like a uh a, a ranger or something or a, I'm trying to think Bob what about Gunsmoke that one comes to us from Haas you can text us seven eight zero four nine six uh Chips was one of my favorite shows other texter says Bob Bonanza from back of the, you're going way back I mean Bonanza that's like fifties sixties uh Bob um. Classic show, F Troop. Talk about politically incorrect. That one comes to us from Doug. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob, I was in love with Alyssa, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched and Barbara Feldman from Get Smart. A couple of my favorite shows as kids, Hogan's Heroes, MASH, and way, way back, Wednesday Night NHL. 
Yeah, that was, I, th- now I think CTV had the Wednesday night games, and Hockey Night was obviously on Saturday night. Um, uh, Bob, do you remember when French CBC covered the Christmas tournament from the Coliseum in Quebec, uh, the Pee Wee tournament? I do. I do, because I remember watching Sylvain Cote, who is a 66-born, was unbelievable. Unbelievable back in the day. Uh, uh, votes for Archie Bunker, obviously, with uh, All in the Family, and Laverne and Shirley. Texter, now this is up my, this is a bit up my Edmonton Alley here. SCTV. I mean, the late 70s when that came on, that was funny. Bob Dennis Weaver was McLeod. Good for you. Nicely done. Um, Bob, what about the crazy guy that did the the weather on ITV? Wasn't his name Bill Matheson? Uh, He was like the most entertaining thing alive when I was a kid. Bill Matheson, uh, I worked with him briefly. I used to, I was so far down the food chain. I was beyond, uh, uh, hey, I'm pretty irrelevant today, but I was beyond relevance uh, working shot listing for Darren Detition on Sports Night when Bill was at ITV. And, of course, you had the Bill and Bill show on 630 Channel. It was a terrific show from back in the day as well. To this day in order's history. Well, Brendan Escott, it's a pretty easy one, isn't it? Yeah, there was no doubt. And uh, this day in 1981, Wayne Gretzky puts up five goals against Pete Peters and the Philadelphia Flyers to reach 50 goals in 39 games. He is, of course, the fastest player ever to reach that milestone and the record not likely to be broken. No, not anytime soon. Val from the high desert of northeast Colorado says, Bob, speaking of Bewitched, today's cocktail uh, trivia party for you involves Dick York and Dick Sargent. They both played the male leads, uh, Darren, on Bewitched. Elizabeth Montgomery and Angus Moorhead. I believe Angus Moorhead was the mother-in-law. They have all appeared in episodes of The Twilight Zone as well. And, yes, the texter was correct. Dennis Weaver was on McLeod, and he, too, uh, was on Bewitched. Thank you. We got literally oh i was gonna very quickly hit should i can i squeeze it in here in, in 45 seconds oh, yeah. or less yeah okay guess who's currently leading uh ncaa in goals and power play goals carter savoy i got this comment from a non-oilers affiliated member uh in the league uh said that carter savoy has quote unquote scratched the service uh elite finishing abilities um has tremendous release, knows where to go on the ice, and Denver has arguably the best, not even arguably, well-known, the best uh, director of sports performance uh, of any NCAA hockey program, a guy named Matt Shaw. And this individual thinks that if Carter's there for two to three years and buys in with Shaw, the Oilers will have a home run pick uh, just in terms of the progression and growth that occur. Does that surprise you that, uh, I mean, what, knowing what you saw to Savoy last year and Denver having the guy, put it this way, the guy that does this for Denver is basically considered the best guy that works with any hockey program in the country. Uh, could that be something that could help Savoy, Brendan? You watched them all last year. Yeah, and that's exactly where I felt he needed to improve was sort of the uh, the, the athletic side of the game. The the elite finishing is, is almost hard for me to describe, so if you can complement that with being able to efficiently get up and down the ice, use that size, um, yeah, he's going to be special. Reid Wilkins has Inside Sports Night for 6 to 8. We have a killer show for you tomorrow on Oilers Now. Scott Housen will get an update on the American Hockey League. He's the commissioner of the AHL. He'll join us at about 12.15. 12.35 tomorrow. 
Sportsnet's Louis DeBrusque. For our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, uh, we will have Brian Burke on. Uh, Burke's log. Got it for Christmas. Read it in one day. George LaRock, Edmonton Sporting Icon at 135, our last show of 2020. Up next, uh, we will have a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of CHQR 770 in Calgary with Angela Cocott. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.